Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's the ContenderCast with Justin Hahnemann. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today in the food space, I can't even wait. New brand called Snack Primal, or new brand for me at least. I cannot even wait for you to meet my guest, Mike Garlip is on today. He's a CEO. I cannot even wait. Um, Mike, it's so great to have you here with us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, dude, I'm excited. I was I was looking forward to today's conversation. Um, I would love your product and packaging. Like I had so much fun like figuring out your your angle, and I can't wait to hear your your thoughts on it and where you see growth coming and how you just had this whole idea and launched it. Um, let's do this first. So share with our audience a little bit about you and your background before launching the business. Well, it's kind of funny. I'm in the food business right now, but I studied as an engineer, a mechanical engineer, in fact. All right. I'm an industrial engineer. Are you? Okay. Yeah. We all transition, cool. right? Doors open. Doors. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. But yeah, in the 80s, uh, yeah, graduated as a mechanical engineer, went to work in the defense industry, tanks in particular. Um, and then we had the Berlin Wall fall, right? Piece I remember. Pounds, things like that. I had a little piece. I, I got like a piece from as a gift. Yes, yes. And so I guess I decided then at that point, hey, maybe I better get out of the defense industry. And so uh, we headed uh, within the same uh, corporate company to the East Coast. Um, I had to take my wife with me. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time, and she forced me to uh, propose, or not forced me to propose, but suggested. (laughs) Suggested it strongly. (laughs) Yes, if I was to follow. And fortunately, her father said yes. And so we <laughs> off on our journey to Philly, spent uh, about nine years in Philadelphia um, doing uh, different management jobs within the, uh, I guess, equipment space, uh, manufacturing equipment, selling equipment internationally. And then we had an opportunity to go to Switzerland, believe it or not. And we spent four years in Switzerland. And at that point, we decided, you know, our family is either going to be raised European or American, and our parents were getting old. So we headed back. And we landed in Linden, California, which is my wife's hometown, and kind of the ground zero for walnuts. And so that's wow. kind of how we got into the food space as we came so back home. Interesting. Okay, so you come back home. You've been a mechanical engineer by background. You're working in industrial environments and whatnot. And you decide, hey, the, you know, I'm going to get in the food space. How did you have that initial idea? I mean, for example, I might live in California and I'm around wine but or grapes, but that doesn't mean I necessarily go into the wine industry. So for you, what triggered the, the move into this industry? Uh, chalk it up to a wedding, believe it or not. We were at a wedding and uh, some of the uh, my wife's uh, old high school friends and parents and, and what have you were there. And what they said, hey, what are you guys doing? We said, hey, we're coming home. And they said, hey, we're looking for somebody. And just by happenstance, ended up uh, That's getting really offered cool. a position at, this, uh, at a company that processes uh, agricultural goods. Wow. Okay. So that gets you started. Right. Uh, at what At what point did you decide, you know, I'm going to go make my own business and it's going to be focused on walnuts? Well, I was working for a walnut company here in the local area. And then we, we you know, we were always, you know, selling walnuts and, and scratching our heads. This, why, why don't people want to buy more walnuts? They have all these health benefits. There's tons. Totally. Of and, and every time we shipped out a box of walnuts as a favor to a doctor, to a friend, to someone else, they'd always tell us, 
You know what? We've never tasted walnuts like this in the past. The ones I buy in the store are not fresh. They don't taste like this. How do you get them? Et cetera, et cetera. And so we kind of scratched our head and said, hey, what do we, how do we get this quality to our customers, right? To the consumer. Because the consumers historically in the US has been buying typically a grade that's um, less standard or, or older or price centric type walnuts, let's just say. Sure. And so, Got it. And so what we were doing mostly is exporting 80% of our walnuts. So 80% were being exported because those export countries were willing to pay a premium for the premium product. And we we're like, hey, we think there's a market here in the US. If people had good products and we could charge a little bit more for them, then maybe they would uh, pick this product up. And so that's how we kind of got started on this packaging, uh, single serving sizes and things of that nature. I love it. So, uh, and I'm going to jump into the different flavors in just a moment because there's some really amazing ones. I don't, I don't want to blow past an interesting point you made, and I don't know that everyone realizes this, but you said that walnuts are actually a healthy snack. Talk about the benefits of walnuts as a snack and what makes your product a little different. Yeah, walnuts. I mean, there's been a lot of study and a lot of research done on walnuts. I mean, they have gut health benefits, they have heart health benefits, they have anti-aging benefits. I think one of the biggest things, and it, you know, we talk about omega-3s and all these other things, and a lot of times people don't get it, really can't grasp what does that really mean to me, right? What is that? How, I mean, okay, my HDL is higher, my whatever, whatever. What does that really mean to me, you know? And it was very interesting. There's a new study that came out at Harvard this year in August that pretty much said if you eat five servings of walnuts per week, so ounce, ounce and a half a week uh, per serving, you would live an average of 1.3 years longer. Wow. 1.3. Wow. Right? So that's now you start to say, okay, I understand what that means, right? I understand right. live longer, <laughs> right? Yeah, healthier heart, you know, lower this, lower that. That's kind of hard to get your heads around. Omega-3s, I understand those are hard to get your head around. But so, you know, and then I think walnuts and nuts in general as a category, go, you know, go back to, you know, the 80s, the 90s, you know, we were all about fat-free everything else, you know, and everybody totally. can eat nuts because they have a lot of fat in them and et cetera, et cetera. So that's changed though. That's really helped the, you know, the nut market and the pulse market is that, Hey, there, there, there are bad fats and there are good fats today. And so, um, so that's kind of some of the health benefits that we're really trying to promote. But the problem is, is everybody kind of turns their nut, nuts, their nose <laughs> on walnuts, right? <laughs> why though? I mean, it's so crazy. <laughs> so I don't know why. I mean, well, okay. So we'll talk about that in a moment. I, I love the so and I'm jumping ahead a bit. You've got some great flavors here. I mean, blueberry, sriracha, root beer, and then in addition to kind of the unsalted and, and nor, kind of your I'll say natural. Um, so back to the story though, you were working in the industry. When did you you know what was the first step in terms of going after this market, the single serve market? Did you have one flavor in mind? Was it hey let's just get some packaging figured out and and what did that look like? At yeah, the beginning. We, yeah, what we did there was we got we put together a single package, which is an ounce and a half, and we sent that out, and it just said walnut halves on it because you know a lot of the products you buy in the store are not really snack size, and so the product True. that's right is or halves and things, and so they're easy to snack on. I call it the broken potato chip syndrome, right? You know, you eat all the chips, and then they're in the very bottom <laughs> of the bag, right? Right. And so pieces. we want to avoid that so that when the consumer was done eating, he would get the full, you know, he would empty the bag, he or she would empty the bag and it would be a good snack from there and not have to turn it up on end and pour it in your mouth. Right. 
So, so we went after that. So that was one of the, the first products that we launched under a different brand, the Primavera brand. And then what we did next is that a lot of people said, hey, these are really great. I really enjoy them. But, you know, there's flavored almonds, there's flavored, you know, corn nuts, there's all these other flavored products out there. Why can't you flavor walnuts? And walnuts historically have a lot of fat in them, as we kind of talked about, and a lot of totally. omega fat. And those those are somewhat unstable in environments of oxygen. They're unstable with heat and things like that. So we spent quite a bit of time, I would say three years. So we started in 18. Here we are in 21, 22. We're pushing four years. Crazy that we found a way to not only give walnuts because they're, you know, walnuts are a little bit soft, you know, when you bite into them, you know, people have crunchy snacks like corn nuts, they like potato chips, tortilla chips, right? And so walnuts don't crack when you eat them in your mouth when you, and so they have a, right. I don't want to call it a poor mouth feel, but they have, cracking. <laughs> it's not the best mouth feel, right? And so we have to sure. find a way to give them kind of that snap, that crunch. And so we found different processes we employed and and try to come up with different solutions to that problem. And it took us some time. And then we had to do um, studies on longevity studies. So put them away for a year, make sure that they don't go rancid and things like that. And so we spent a lot of energy and R&D in that side of it. And so what we feel we've come up with now is a product that not only is, is healthy, but it's got that appeal that, hey, it's, it doesn't taste healthy necessarily, right? You know, you're not sure. sacrificing no doubt. Now you've gone with single serve in terms of your packaging approach. And by the way, I love your packaging and labeling and whatnot, but they come in, you can buy them in cases, right? I mean, so talk about how you decided your approach to the market. Yeah. So our approach to the market was, was twofold. One was kind of convenience store approach. So we, you can buy the product in a sleeve. It comes with uh, a, a dozen or 12 per sleeve. So you can put them in there. But we're also from the single serving side, we're trying to tackle... Also, the the market for students and children and things like that, trying to switch people from, hey, let's say once a week or twice a week, instead of getting the, you know, the the potato chips, the sriracha, you know, the say the barbecue potato chips, you get the sriracha walnuts instead in there. So targeting like uh, folks making lunches at home and things like that so that they could do that. But also it's interesting around a single serve, you know, they're nitrogen filled and foil lined and things like that. It keeps the freshness up. So even though you might want to put it on your granola in the morning, you always are grabbing a new package. You're not opening a three pound bag, being right refrigerator, you know, having to dig it out, thaw, you know, all those different things. It's so creating so that convenience, right? <laughs> and so that was really the direction we were heading with this, with this product. And we feel that by having a single serving, it's it's also portion control. You see a lot of people, you know, thank us for that. You know, I don't eat the whole bag, I just eat the one the one set, you know, the one small bag and I'm done. Right. So right. It, it was That's kind of multifaceted as, as we approached it. One of the things I love that you highlighted on your website um, was just some facts on snacks for those that aren't familiar with this category. Um, here's some facts that Snack Primal shared. 51% of all food sales are snacks. 94% of Americans snack one or two times a day. <laughs> no surprise, probably higher right now. Um, and on the go is the new trend. And I mean, on the go has now become like all kinds of different con- what we call consumption occasions, as you're familiar with. And I think this is such a great, um, gosh, a, a great product for that segment. Um, when you came out with your first product, like when did you know you had like a finished product ready to sell? You know what I mean? Like when did you feel good that I can now take this out to market? 
Right. I, I would say, you know, we did a lot of taste testing. I mean, we did a lot of different flavors and, you know, trying the flavors and trying to really settle in on a flavor is really difficult because you have your personal biases, right? Totally. And, <laughs> totally. and what you like may not be what the, the, the community at large likes. Right. And so, you know, so that's one of the biggest challenges on flavors and things like that. And then, so you have to get a lot of data from folks, uh, from other people, um, we did a lot of that. We sent out samples to retailers and people and see, you know, see what flavors they wanted. And we just ended up picking these first four flavors. I mean, some of them are, are a challenge from a marketing side, root beer. Like, you know, you, when you see that root beer walnuts, you're like, hmm, do I really want to venture there or not? Right. right. And so right. that does create its own challenge in trying to get folks to step in. If you use traditional flavor sriracha, everybody knows what a sriracha, you know, flavor is. Everybody knows root beer, but they don't know root beer on a walnut, blueberry on a walnut. You know, those are kind of some some challenges in that regard. Yeah, no question. Um, did you already have a consumer segment in mind or was it we're making product or going right to retail? You know what I mean? Like, what did that look like when you were launching or and, and where does direct to consumer come in or not? Right. I would say I would say we, we we broke the consumers almost off into two categories. One being the the salty spicy group, right, and the other one being the sweet group. And Got it. We tried to on the initial launch bring out walnuts that are kind of in both both camps and see which ones you know do the best. I know that you know walnuts have historically been used as dessert in desserts, you know, cookies, brownies, cakes, you know. Uh, you get your banana nut bread, and those are all traditionally sweeter type snacks. And sure. So we felt that's why we came out with two sweet flavors. Is that people kind of associate walnuts with more of that flavor profile, and then we're 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 pushing other flavors out here in the coming months. You know, uh, one of them is honey butter, believe it or not, and that's wow. Some of our international customers, you know, that sounds really good actually. Yeah kind of thing. So that, you know, going back to that, you know, two, we try to break it into two different groups, right? And then from there, trying to parse it down a little bit further, but it's pretty difficult to do that. And, and did, did you, I know you were working in the industry, but like, how did you figure out, you know, who can make these products for you? Who can make the different flavors? Who can pack them? Like the packaging parts of it. Did you already have a network from your, your work work? Yeah. Or did you have to figure this out kind of as you went? We used a network that we kind of with that we'd already established. So the walnuts, you know, we were in the walnut business already. So of course we knew right. where our you knew the right people. Sure, really high quality walnuts in the local area here. Um, as far as flavoring, we did go outside to consultants because that's not our specialty, and you have to go to the best. So we did use some folks there to help us uh, in the food space there, and the um, trying to pick the flavors, trying to pick flavors that. Um, you know, flavor, you know this, right? But flavors are very difficult, right? You don't want, you know, too much of a long lasting taste. You want people to eat the whole bag. You know, walnuts are totally. somewhat filling, right? So you have to be careful. There's folks out there that have walnuts that are very coated, right? You know, during the Christmas time or, or holiday. <laughs> totally. Right. Yeah, I think I still have some of those like in the cabinet upstairs, not going to be eaten. <laughs> right. I mean, you eat two you or three and then that's it, right? That's all yeah. you eat because they're so, so rich. So totally. we're trying to more take this approach that, hey, we got a really healthy product, right? Walnuts is a base. And then we're going to put some little sugar, a little bit of salt on them, make them a little bit de decadent, but don't make them too decadent, you know? Yep, no doubt. Yeah, I can see that there's so many great, uh, I'd say, what I say, consumption occasions. So, you know, great to buy a, a multi-pack, um, great for impulse, you know, check out, front end check out, this is such a great thing. Yeah, I'll grab one of those too, you know, like a granola bar, but then grab this. Um, 
What do the next six to 12 months look like in terms of growth? What are the key priorities you're, you're thinking about? Well, right now we we're sampling, you know, the, the, the large retailers throughout the nation currently. And so that's the next step in, in this product launch is getting out to some of these regionals, but also some of the national chains. So that's where, where we're really focused on in the next, I would say, six to nine, well, through throughout 2022, really, is yeah. to get those out there. That makes sense. Um, does that mean if you pick up big orders, are you able to scale to that? Or is that something you'd have to solve for? No, I think we're in a pretty good position to scale for it because we felt that, you know, we invested in equipment, the, the specialized equipment, we've done that investment already. And so we really are committed to, to you know, really driving this brand. For, for us, it's, it's, it's trying to take a dis- different substrate, you know, instead of potato chips, you got a walnut and trying to push healthy. You know, the thing that we, we believe, and maybe this right or wrong, is that most people know what to do to be healthy exercise, eat less, right? All the things above. Why don't we do it? Because it's not fun. <laughs> right. right. But if you can add some nice flavor to a healthy product. <laughs> exactly it. You know? So have, you know, we don't have to be perfect, right? We're not going to be right. the most, most healthy thing. But if we can make a substitution in there, right? Instead of one bag of potato chips, we're going to grab a, a bag of walnuts. Hey, we yep. can help out a lot of people, right? And no doubt. They can feel good about eating the product and kind of make it whole all the way around. Because if it's good, then people will buy it again and again and again. If it's just healthy, I, I don't think that sells too much anymore, right? In, in our- right, totally. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, I love to ask our, our guests some of their biggest lessons learned or you know, piece of advice they'd offer to our, our entrepreneurial audience. Uh, you've been at this couple years, uh, and it takes time, right, to get not only product right, but out to market. And I mean, geez, I, you know, you could probably share with us a lot of stories from that. But what would be two or three things you'd share with our audience in terms of like biggest lessons learned or coaching for other entrepreneurs out there that are looking to launch a brand? Right. Well, well I approach this from an, you know, I'm an engineer, so I'm a logic guy at the end of the day, right? And so, you know, the, the coming up with the product and things like that, that's, you know, that's pretty, I don't want to call it textbook, but that's, that's pretty straightforward in the sense that you just keep trying different ways and different methodologies and stuff. And then you end up with a product that everybody tells you, you know, that tastes to say, these are good. I'd like to buy them and things like that. I think the, 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 the hardest part or the, the tricky part that every person needs to figure out is the marketing and distribution, right? Just because totally. you have an item that's good and that people like, and people throughout the nation like, doesn't mean you're going to wind up on a store shelf. Doesn't mean that people are going to go out and be able to buy it, right? I think that's no one, doubt. That's one <laughs> that's of the right. challenges. So that's that black art, right? You know that hey, what works, what doesn't work, you know, kind of thing. And it takes quite a bit of time to really understand and get this product um, to market in the sense that on the shelf. I think that's no one of the biggest challenges. And then the curse of knowledge. Sometimes, you know, you know too much about something and then you say that can't be done. And then someone that, that you know, that's different than you doesn't, you know, doesn't see the same. They don't care. There's like, yeah, they're like, can do that. That. <laughs> right. they're like, yeah, you're like, don't cross that bridge. It looks really dangerous. And they're like, I'm going across the bridge. And you're like, oh, they made it across. And I didn't. Right. <laughs> right. So, so true. Those, those are some of the things that I, you know, you, I always kind of try to come back on myself and say, Hey, you know, are you, are you overthinking this? Right. You know, she just jump ahead, jump in head first and just go for it. 
Well, that's just great advice. I love the curse of knowledge idea. That's a, that is a first in 400 plus episodes. I love that one. That's a great <laughs> uh, piece of advice. It's just great. Um, <laughs> where can our audience find you, connect with you, buy your product, et cetera? Yeah, we're in some of the we're in local stores here, but we're also on Amazon, and you can find us on snackprimal.com. Hopefully, we'll be by the end of the year in some of the you know bigger box stores. Um, we we were pretty hopeful about that, but uh, yeah, that's where we're at. That's pretty cool. And I saw on your website, um, you can try Snack Primal for free, yep. right? There's a free four pack sample. Yep. You can check that out. Pretty you cool. You just pay shipping. Exactly. Awesome. We'll pay shipping, and we'll send you out uh, all four flavors. A sample pack. I love that. So very cool. Again, uh, drives trial and and interest. Well, hey, this has been so fun. I, I have to say, I'm really excited about your brand. Uh, it's unique. I in, in my own um, and on this show, we haven't had anybody on your category, so I, I think it's just, that's what I think is really interesting about it. I like the flavors. I'm definitely sriracha. I think I'd that would be my. I'm spicy, you know. I like that. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited about the runway and and stretch in front of you. I hope you'll come on back on down the road and share more with us as you grow the business. Yeah, we'd love to come back on. Absolutely, I appreciate the opportunity. Cool, man. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for being here. Okay, thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.